Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. World-class restaurants, arts, entertainment, and theaters. First skyscraper, 1890. Tallest buildings, beautiful lakefront. Stories on pioneers and industry leaders that made a difference in America. Welcome, everybody. I'm Richie Z. I'm your host of Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. Today's show, we're going to be dealing with the Magnificent Mile. Michigan Avenue from Wacker Drive all the way to the Gold Coast, where the Drake Hotel is. Magnificent Mile is a landmark of Chicago's consumers and culture. Over 450 stores, retail stores, are on the Magnificent Mile. More than 3 million square feet of consumer goods that you can purchase there. Also, it offers 300 restaurants and entertainment venues, 50 hotels, and also the Gold Coast, we will be talking a little bit about, is on the end by the Hancock and that. If you're going to come to Chicago, I give out a lot of tips. If you're visiting Chicago, and over 45 million people each and every year lately come and visit our beautiful city, I have a couple suggestions before we get started. Number one, the Mag Mile is something you should probably walk. You can take CTA. You can also take a taxi cab. There are horse-drawn uh, carriages you can take, and then we have the bicycles and that. But I really suggest walking the Magnificent Mile. Every year I go down there and spend a day. And no matter how cold it is, no matter what the weather's like, you can go in and out of stores, restaurants, check out the side streets at the Mag Mile. You'll see some cute little uh, cozy cafes and restaurants and some cute little boutiques. So let's get started. We're going to take this story back to really the 1860s. Magnificent Mile, as we know it today, also has a moniker as Michigan Avenue. The first name of this district, this street, was actually Pine Street. Believe it or not, folks, in the 1860s, they actually considered this the north side of Chicago. North of the bridge was like the north side of Chicago. Well, the bridge didn't go in until a lot later. But it's a world-class downtown Chicago international destination point for tourists. I have done a lot of uh, traveling downtown, down into the uh, uh, the whole downtown district, all of our landmarks, our museums. There actually are some museums here on the uh, Magnificent Miles, but it is it is rated in the top three in the world as far as the district it is. Today's story begins in 1860s. The Great Chicago Historic Water Tower and Pumping Station were built back in 1867. In 1869, both were built with Joliet limestone. 
Now, there was a lot of controversy in Chicago about this. Uh, in fact, I was out with a few historians like myself, and we were discussing different things. Well, I know for a fact that this is Joliet Limestone because Joliet Limestone is the only limestone in the world that has this yellow, this creamy type of tinge to it. And as it gets wet, if it rains very heavily, it'll actually turn into more of a golden color. And that is because it's full of iron. Uh, people say that uh, some historians will make the uh, claim that it might be Indiana limestone because it's a lot closer to this area. Well, Indiana limestone is gray. This is the only one that has this beautiful gold color. So... In 1871, Chicago burnt to the ground. Over 4,000 buildings burnt down. Over 300 people lost their lives. The water tower and the pumping station survived. But the pumping station had a wooden roof, which caught fire and collapsed on the pumping mechanism that supplied water to the city of Chicago. Folks, we're going to be doing a story about the great Chicago fire and that, but I'm going to give you a few uh, interesting points about this. You know, they all ask about the great Chicago fire. How could it happen? Why did it happen? What, you know, well, our first city, they started building, we incorporated in 1837. Now, everything they built back then was built of wood. And even the sidewalks were built with wood. So when a fire started, and in 1871, we had an extremely dry summer. So what happens to wood when it's extremely dry out and hot? It becomes like kindling. So when the fire started, and... It actually hit the roof of the pumping station. The roof collapsed. And our firefighters back then were not really sophisticated. You know, one of the greatest things about Chicago and this district and all is that we learned from tragedies. I don't even want to say a mistake because nothing we did was a mistake. We were movers and shakers even in before the Great Chicago Fire. But look out afterwards what we did. And that's part of our story today. So let's take the story down the road a few years. We're going to go into 1909. Now, Daniel Burnham was part, was one of the architects and part of the group that actually drew the Chicago plan. Now, because of the Chicago plan that was drawn by Daniel Burnham back in 1909, we have what we have today. The original Michigan Avenue corridor there, it was known, you know, in the 1800s as Pine Street, but Michigan Avenue uh, district there was 50 feet narrower than it is today. It's kind of cool when you do tours down there, you can actually pointed out to people because when you get to the water tower and the pumping station, the street narrows. And um, 
it's not really a great shopping dish. I cannot even imagine what it would be if we eliminated this 50 feet that uh, Daniel Burnham actually drew into it. But we have beautiful, large sidewalks, uh, three lanes of traffic, turning lanes. All of that has brought what we have today after Daniel Burnham actually drew that plan of widening the city. Let's move over to uh, 1912. The Great North Michigan Avenue Association, the GNMAA, was founded, and they had a plan to promote the development and beautification of this area. This transformed the boulevard into a world-class destination back in 1912, folks. Well, in 1913, believe it or not, politicians didn't get along back then either. Uh, but uh, a lot of political debate was in the area about the Michigan Avenue Bridge. And finally, they took it seriously and started debating and putting the money together and all of that. Because that's another step that Chicago took to developing this area. Before that, you couldn't get across the river at uh, Michigan Avenue and Wacker Drive. If any of you are not familiar with that, that is where the two Wrigley buildings are and the uh, Tribune Tower. So construction on that bridge started in the 1920s. We're going to move you up a little bit right now. We're going to go into 1920. The opening of the double-decker Michigan Avenue Bridge. You know, folks, we all really think we're smart today. We, we you know, we're, we're pretty intelligent. I'll give you that. But uh, there was never nothing like this ever built before—a double-decker bridge, and that's what we have there. The Michigan Avenue Bridge uh, is a double-decker bridge. You know, today we go to the computer, and I'm always there. Um, there's a thing called Google. If you're ever Googling things, I, I like to give people advice. Always Google it two or three different ways. You'll get a lot more information. But they didn't have Google. Nobody ever did a bridge like this before. So they actually designed and developed the bridge. Uh, the mission again, Michigan Avenue Bridge. It's a key area over there. Um, if you're ever downtown, I know a lot of you are uh, going to take a ride down there. It's where you could pick up the boats. There's all four corners of that, that area right there where they have boat cruises, the architectural cruises, they call it, of uh, the downtown area. My biggest suggestion to people is some of the boats do not go out onto Lake Michigan. I prefer the ones that do go through the locks and take you out onto Lake Michigan for about a half hour or so, and then bring you back through uh, the Chicago River. It's kind of interesting the way they uh, built that area and how they developed the locks to block Lake Michigan from the Chicago River. Well, the Wrigley buildings went in first. The first one, with the clock in it, was actually completed in 1921, the second Wrigley building was completed in 1924. There's a gap between the two buildings. Reason being 
they used to have train traffic that went in between the two buildings for shipping and receiving. Now, here's an interesting point about the Wrigley Company back then. The Wrigley Company sold soap and baking soda. They came up with this idea of chewing gum. They developed it, and they actually put a pack of chewing gum on a box of baking soda and on the soap that they sold. They taped it to the soap, hoping this would increase their sales in soap and baking soda. Well, folks, the rest is history. Um, They were making money with baking soda and soap, but they made billions making chewing gum. Wrigley Buildings, actually, back then, and when they opened the, the Michigan Avenue Bridge, it really drew the shoppers, the business district, over the bridge north of the Chicago River. Uh, the architectural scope of, this, of the buildings was patterned after the Seville Cathedral in Spain. That's where they got the idea for the Wrigley buildings. Now, it's kind of interesting, if you take a good look at these buildings, you may, depending on the sunlight in that, uh, you may notice that the terracotta on the buildings actually changes colors from the bottom to the top. It actually gets, the bottom is an off-white, and by the time you get to the top of the building, it's like a blue-toned white. This was to reflect the light of uh, the spotlights that they have on the building. Um, you know, what's a, another thing that's interesting with Chicago and these buildings and that that we have down there is uh, no matter what's going on in Chicago or in the world, uh, our skyline especially, we actually will light up these buildings to commemorate whatever's going on. Uh, I know last year they had the thing on uh, cancer, and they lit up all the buildings. Uh, Autism week, they'd lit up buildings different colors. They'd go from blues to greens to yellows. Uh, when the Hawks are Blackhawks, we have a team. Um, that actually won the Stanley Cup last year, uh, when they were in contention for the Stanley Cup, all of downtown was lit up with red. And it's kind of cool because uh, the Wrigley Building, especially when you're going around there, uh, when it changed colors, it really is uh, attractive. It's, uh, it's definitely an eye-catcher without changing colors, but when they change colors, it really, really brings attention to it. If you're ever downtown, too, at night is where I always tell people to come out. During the day, the skyline of Chicago is beautiful. You know, nobody can take anything away from us. But, folks, at night, when all the lights are lit up, it's spectacular. Be sure you check out, right behind the Wrigley Building, going north, is the Intercontinental Hotel. Make sure you check out the roof on that building because... That building, they do a lot of really cool stuff with neon lights, strobes, and all kinds of uh, interesting things. We'll be getting into hotels and and, uh, other things like that, but I'm giving you a kind of a tour where you can actually go down there and enjoy our beautiful city. So 
Let's move over to another skyscraper that is there and actually was uh, completed in 1924, which is Tribune Tower. Now, this is really an interesting thing, but let me tell you uh, a little bit about how this all came about. Now, the McCormick family actually own the Tribune Tower, the building next to it. Now, in the 1920s, they actually had a contest for architectures, architects to design a building that would stand out, be very elegant, and last the time. That building always looks just spectacular. The winning architectural firm would receive $75,000 and the contract to design the building. Uh, historian Ellen Sheckler, John Mead, uh, Howards, and uh, Raymond Hood won. They began to work on the Tribune Tower. Now, if you go to that building, now we're in this plaza there, right by the river and that. If you go to the building, embedded in the building's fascia on the lower level, you'll actually see stones from famous sites around the world, including the Great Wall of China, the Taj Mahal, Notre Dame Cathedral, and over 100 other stones are in the building, in the Tribune building. Colonel McCormick uh, was a world traveler, and he actually did collect a lot of stones and had them put it in. What's really cool about that whole area there is uh, with every stone that is embedded into the uh, first level of the Tribune Towers, there's actually a little description of where it came from and what it is. While you're in that whole courtyard in that, you definitely want to check out right next to the river. There's a lot of plaques and a lot of wonderful history of Chicago. Kind of a cool thing that Chicago does. Uh, one really cool thing about the McCormick family, Cyrus McCormick actually made his fortune with a wheat reaping machine. He was the one that, that uh, developed that. Well, he actually got, he went in partnership with three other gentlemen that had equipment like that uh, for farms and that. One of them was uh, uh, John Greshner, but they actually opened up International Harvester in Chicago. Now, when you look at the WGN building, I want to just say one more thing. And uh, WGN, what does it stand for? It stands for the world's greatest newspaper. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food codes the atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people 
to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry, call 708-983-3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z. Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. Definitely patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air. Two chefs, uh, Dr. Izzo, uh, Magic Television Productions and Video. Uh, definitely patronize our sponsors. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor a segment, be a sponsor on a show, or even donate to the show, you can go to my website at www.richiezebraie.com, where there is uh, a lot of uh, cool things going on, but there's a podcast of each and every one of the shows that we do. You'll find it the podcast 24-7. Also, check out our video department there. Uh, There's uh, 15 television shows that you can watch, some of our vintage television shows. Richie's tip jar will save you time, money, and aggravation also. So let's uh, get back into uh, today's show. Uh, we're doing a thing about the Magnificent Mile Michigan Avenue corridor from uh, Michigan and Wacker, from the Wrigley Buildings, the bridge, all the way to um, the North Shore by the Drake Hotel. Additional construction during... This period included, this is the period between 1920 and 1929, the Allerton Hotel at 700 North Michigan Avenue. This is kind of a cool hotel. I've been there a number of times. Actually, a number of years ago, I actually did some work at this hotel. It's one of the only hotels, it's one of the only buildings downtown that still has the original sign up on the top. I remember growing up in Chicago where there were signs everywhere. Uh, I remember the Santa Fe sign on Michigan Avenue downtown, the Playboy sign. 
Uh, I'm really going to date myself because there used to be a beautiful sign, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon downtown also. But the Allerton Hotel at 700 North Michigan Avenue actually still has the original sign that was put up in the 19, late 1920s. It's the tip tap, tip top tap. It's easy for me to say, folks. I heard a rumor and I'm going to check into it probably in a future show. I'll let you know if it does happen because I'm going to definitely want to go there. But I heard that they're going to reopen that. Now that was an entertainment venue where they used to have the big band sounds. I believe Lawrence Welk played there for a number of years downtown with the big band sound and dancing and all of that. But if something like that should occur, I will let you know. And uh, we might even make a, an excursion from the show uh, to show up there and have some fun. Uh, Intercontinental Hotel I talked about earlier, that was completed in 1924. It's only about maybe a quarter of a block uh, north of the Tribune Tower. It's at 505 Michigan Avenue. A lot of interesting things about this hotel. I talked a little bit about the roof at night. Definitely check it out. But on the fifth floor of the Intercontinental Hotel, they have basically an Olympic-sized swimming pool. But it's all done up in like a cabana style from the 1920s, the Roaring Twenties. The pool is all done up in mosaic tile. It's beautiful. Now, if any of you remember... Boy, am I dating myself in today's show. Uh, if you remember Tarzan television series in the late 50s, Tarzan was from Chicago, Illinois. And Tarzan did all his training, swimming training, at the pool at the Allerton Hotel, the uh, Intercontinental Hotel in downtown Chicago. So kind of an interesting piece of history. The Drake Hotel, boy, this one we're going to probably do a a, a segment on all in itself. Wonderful history. The Drake Hotel at uh, 140 East Michigan Avenue opened in 1920 on New Year's Eve, December 31st. They actually had a New Year's Eve party with over 3,000 people in attendance. Now, everybody says the beginning of the Magnificent Mile is where the Tribune Tower is and the uh, Wrigley Building, where the bridge is. I kind of dispute it because they were built, Tribune Tower especially, or Wrigley Building, was built in 1921, was completed. Uh, The rest of them, like 24 and on, where the Drake was there in 1920. But the Drake Hotel has a wonderful history in Chicago from 1920. In fact, the architect was Benjamin Marshall. Boy, we're going to do a show around us. You're going to hear his name a lot in the shows that we've done or we're going to be doing. But Benjamin Marshall actually waived his fee to design the Drake Hotel. In exchange, he became a business partner in the venture and became vice president and entertainment director at the Drake at Hotel in downtown Chicago. Uh, 
Benjamin Marshall was a very flamboyant type of guy. He was best friends with Flo Ziegfeld. Um, the shows, the entertainment, and everything else that they did uh, at the Drake Hotel was just uh, cutting edge at the time. Interesting point I'm going to tell you about uh, Benjamin Marshall. He designed that whole block of the Gold Coast. Now, never had one day of architectural training. He was actually self-taught. So if you're ever down there, take a look from the Drake going east toward Lake Michigan, toward Lakeshore Drive. Look at all of those beautiful buildings. That is our Gold Coast. Um, and Benjamin Marshall was the architect that designed all of the buildings on that block, including the Drake Hotel. We have the Women's Athletic Club at 626 North Michigan Avenue. And the spectacular, the beautiful, the spiritual 4th Presbyterian Church of Chicago at 190 East Delaware. Basically, it's across the street from the uh, John Hancock building. If you have the opportunity, if you are down there shopping in that, the 4th Presbyterian Church is open to the public every single day. In fact, i got a cute little story to tell you folks. One day I'm, I'm working on some stuff with the shows. I took a bus downtown, and I just was walking around and taking in the beautiful city of Chicago, the Magnificent Mile. Well, I walked into the Presbyterian Church, and I started to jot down some notes from what i seen down the street, and then I started looking at the church itself. And um, I didn't even know. I sat there for about two hours. Uh, it's just wonderful. It's so spiritual. Uh, another interesting point, our city is, uh, they shoot a lot of movies in the city of Chicago. In fact, the movie industry spends um, in excess of $140 million in the last few years, a year. Uh, this year, they're on the books to spend over $150 million. People think that's a lot of money. Well, to the motion picture industry, it really is not. Because if they had to build a backdrop like we have here in Chicago, they couldn't do it for $150 million for one scene. So we cater to them. We cater to the motion picture industry. In fact, on the uh, south side of Chicago where the Ryerson Steel Plant used to be, they opened up a, a television studio production for Chicago Fire and uh, Chicago PD and a lot of other uh, uh, movies that are being shot in Chicago. Equipment comes out of there. So kind of a cool story uh, of what's, what's been happening in Chicago. Uh, one of the movies that I remember was being shot at the uh, Fourth Presbyterian Church was My Best Friend's uh, Wedding with Julia Roberts that was shot there, and a number of other uh, movies were shot there. Let's take the story over to a very depressing time in our country's uh, history, and that's 1929, the stock market crash, the beginning of the Depression, ended expansion of Michigan Avenue. Chicago was hit very hard. Hopes and dreams came to a halt at that time. You know, it took us a long time to bail out of it, but uh, we survived. 
and Michigan Avenue uh, was already really um, a place to be reckoned with. You know, people wonder how, why, where, you know, well, State Street was always our shopping district downtown. In the very beginning, that was the only shopping district in Chicago. So this, what we're talking about in today's show, the uh, Magnificent Mile, 450 stores, it's really a cool thing. Hey, one thing just came to my mind, and, um, man, I really don't ever use four-letter words on the show, but uh, this one just popped into my head. I know most... Uh, Females love this four-letter word, and you see it a lot down on the Magnificent Mile, and that four-letter word is sale. So there are bargains down there, folks, too. A lot of interesting stores in that. So uh, definitely check it out. Uh, Chicago, since the very beginning, was down and out. Michigan Avenue seems to get better Every decade or so, it takes a while, uh, but every 10, 20 years or so, we start to come up again. We're taking a story back into the year 1947. As a leader of the Great Greater North Michigan Avenue Association, Chicago real estate developer Arthur Rubeloff launched an expansion to promote plans to revitalize the district, renovations of buildings in existence, and by the new development, Arthur Rubeloff in 1947 coined the phrase, Magnificent Mile. That's right, folks. It wasn't called the Mag Mile until 1947, and this developer, Arthur Rubeloff, was the one that coined the phrase, the Magnificent Mile. Uh, he took this district and made it a renowned world center for retail, shopping, dining, entertainment, and culture. It was a wonderful thing that happened. But let's say, let's tell it like it is, 1947 through the, the really the 60s, uh, before the next shot of adrenaline, I like to call it a shot of adrenaline, was pumped into this district. In 1970, started a great time for the Magnificent Mile. 1970, the John Hancock Center was completed. A hundred stories. In 1970, it was the tallest building in the world. John Hancock uh, Mutual Insurance Company were the ones that put up the money and uh, had the building built. Now, go by there a lot. If you ever do go by there, take a look at the building very close. You'll see X's in the building all the way up on all four sides. The architects worked that into uh, the design of the building. It, The exterior of the building is the structural integrity of the building. They don't need any center posts inside the building. But the X's came from an idea from one of the architects. If you've ever heard anyone say, put your John Hancock here, 
put your X here. That's how they came up with the idea of the X's all the way up on all four sides of the building. If you ever are out there, I definitely, uh, it's worth the, the trip to go into the, uh, Hancock. The observation deck is, is really, uh, breathtaking. You can see all, uh, three sides of the city and Lake Michigan from the observation deck. It has the, uh, fastest elevator back then in 1970. I remember going there in 1970s. Um, and it was the fastest elevator ever in the history of tall buildings. You know, when you go there, that, that building itself actually is uh, full of retail, uh, business, office space, and residential. Uh, a lot of people, uh, wealthy people, have lived there. A lot of the, the movers and shakers in downtown Chicago actually lived in the John Hancock. Chris Farley, he was a resident of it. Um, The king of trash in Chicago, trash television, Jerry Springer, was also one of the residents of the John Hancock building. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708 983 3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708-983-3670. Folks, also, you can go to our website, and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors, because without them, we will not be on the air. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie Z, your host of Chicago History and Automotive Heaven. 
We have some sweet shows coming up, so keep tuning in. We're on live at uh, Talk Zone every Friday at 11 a.m. But check the schedule at Talk Zone because they rebroadcast the show there throughout the week also. So check and see when we're available there. But also you can catch us at www.richiezie.com. Uh, that's our podcast site, and each show actually goes into our podcast. Uh, we're going to have it probably in there for about a year. But check out some of the other things. We have some television shows there. Richie's Tip Jar, we're going to be giving you a lot of tips. And one of our famous segments, if you have an automotive glitch, don't bitch. Email Rich. We're in our third segment here of the show. And uh, if we deal with your email you're going to win a prize from our prize closet. We have a lot of real cool things to give away. So uh, check us out. My email address is r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com. r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com. Let's get back to Michigan Avenue, the Magnificent Mile in downtown Chicago. 1975. The Water Tower Place. What a what an amazing um, feat this building is! It has residential, it, it has commercial, office space, but it also is the largest vertical mall in the world. When it was built, it was, and it still is to this very day. We have an excess of 100 stores there. Check out the food courts. I know they have this one restaurant there that I have uh, frequented uh, where it's uh, you take whatever you want, and they have all different cuisines from, uh, you know, from Italian to Mexican to uh, all different kinds of cuisines. You can take a taco and a bowl of spaghetti, whatever you want, and you just get charged for what you take. So definitely check that out. You get to sample some of uh, Chicago's finest food. Uh, but 1975, with this opening up, it really, again, uh, shot a lot of adrenaline into the district. Uh, it's a multi-purpose use retail, dining, entertainment, hotel, residence, um, shopping, water tower place. Uh, you won't go wrong going in there and at least just even checking it out. But I'm going to take you now into a, a lucky span. I call it the lucky 13-year span on the Magnificent Mile. That is 1988 through 2001. The second largest building boom was in this lucky 13-year span. You must see and enjoy 900 North Michigan Avenue, Chicago Place, uh, Creighton Barrel. Creighton Barrel was a company that started in Chicago back in 1950s. In fact, it's kind of of a cute Chicago, real Chicago story. They came up with the idea for this store, and they went and bought all kinds of merchandise. A lot of it was from Europe and that. Well, they had it shipped to a location where they were going to open up their first store. 
They didn't have any shelving units or anything yet. They didn't have a name for the store. Well, they started taking all this stuff out of the crates and barrels that it came in. And as they were looking at it, they were putting it on the crates and barrels, thus the name Crate and Barrel was born back in the mid-50s. They're at 676 North Michigan Avenue. Uh, one thing that's really cool, they did sell, the founders of this store they actually did sell um, the business, but the people that bought it retained them to oversee the everyday operation of the store. They didn't want to change a thing. Uh, so kind of a, a wonderful story uh, about a, a business in Chicago. Go to 600 North Michigan Avenue and check out the street. I'll tell you, the Disney store, Walt Disney's father actually came to Chicago in 1890. He was an artist that actually worked on the World's Fair. Walt was born in Chicago, Illinois, on December 1st, 1901. So uh, a great uh, hometown boy that did uh, did very, very well. A Disney company is worth trillions of dollars today. But on the strip, you'll actually find the Apple Store, uh, Nike Town, Bloomingdale's, Bilberries, and on and on and on. Uh, if you can't find what you're looking for, you're not looking hard enough if you're on the Magnificent Mile in downtown Chicago. 2001 to the present time, we have something during the holiday season, the Christmas season. It's called the Magnificent Mile Light Festival, where over one million lights are put on all the trees and that. And we have a parade. Disney usually takes part in that, where we have Mickey and and Minnie and the whole crew from Disney um, also in that uh, parade. But uh, we in Chicago are proud of our world-renowned Magnificent Mile It's rated in the top three in the world. So let's uh, keep going with today's show. Uh, We're done with that, and uh, we're going to start now with uh, help keep us on the air with Chicago Stories. If you'd like to donate, sponsor a segment, sponsor a show, your donations or your sponsorship, you can contact me at... uh, www.richiez.com and we'll set up a, a nice uh, advertising package for you, your business, and that. We're going to be doing a lot of shows about Chicago, so if you are part of uh, an ethnic background and have some wonderful stories, email them to me at r-a-u-t-o-m-d at gmail.com. In fact, I'll tell you... Um, Next month, we're going to actually have um, some stories. We're going to have the Polish Constitution Day, which is always the uh, first Saturday in in May. They have the big Polish Constitution Day parade downtown. So we're going to actually do 
something about the Polish community and the difference they made in Chicago. But during that same time, we actually have the uh, Hispanic community with Cinco de Mayo. So we're looking to, uh, we're going to be doing some shows about both of those communities. So there's going to be some segments we're going to be doing now in the shows uh, I want to touch on right now. This segment is uh, dear to my heart. I just, uh, sometimes I'm dumbfounded walking around Chicago. Well, remember when growing up in Chicago was, you could fill in the blank. But I remember when there was a clown named Bozo. The name was perfect. Red hair that was combed up in the air. Red shoes, very big feet. A blue jumpsuit. White ruffled collar. Big hands with white gloves. Bozo. Now, folks, I was just downtown last week, and I'm walking around, and I saw hair, a hairdo. Need I say any more? I mean, I, I couldn't figure out what was going on on top of this head. Sneakers that were neon green, sort of like something that grabbed your attention like Bozo's big red shoes did. Baseball hat that was worn backwards. Pants that you could fit three people into, three people the size of this individual wearing these pants could fit in these pants. And the pants were halfway down the crack, if you know what I mean. You know, I know what the meaning of pants in jail halfway down mean. Does it mean the same thing when you're walking around downtown? You know, in jail, it means you're available. Is that what it means? I don't get where these fashions came from. And I don't, uh, I don't think I'll ever understand the fashions that people are wearing today. But I do want to say one thing. Females still always dress really cool. The description I gave you was a guy in one of these, uh, walking around. Now, I know there's gangbangers and all this other stuff. So, um, boy, I wish things would turn around where these people wouldn't walk the streets looking like a bozo. Okay, uh, this is probably one of the greatest tips I found. Recently I was listening to a, a radio show, and they had people from uh, Cub on, and they were saying that if you registered your phone numbers for the do not call list a number of years ago, we all did that, right? Well, it expired about a year ago, so you need to do it again. So I did some research, folks. This is uh, probably the best advice I could give you, because I know I was getting around 40 calls a week with uh, ridiculous stuff. And you got to be careful today. If you get a number that you don't know, sometimes I don't get to the phone fast enough, they're saying do not call it back because uh, it'll actually... Uh, 
connect to your phone lines. It'll connect to your computer and all this other stuff. So if you don't know a number, don't call it back. But here's the best information. I did this with my own phones. They have room for your home phone, your cellular phone, or whatever you have. Go to register at do not call dot gov. Let's spell that for people. R E G I S T E R the sign at D O N O T C A L L dot G O V. You need to go there and register your phone numbers so they put you on the do not call list and you can eliminate uh a lot of these uh, ridiculous calls that we're getting. Another segment we're going to be doing in the shows uh, is Rules of the Road, Rules of the Road 2014. Now, this one really bugs me a lot. Do not stop in the middle of the street where no one can get around you to let somebody out. Pull over so people can get around you. You know, people that stop in the middle of the street, sort of like your shopping cart in a shopping center, uh, they put it in the middle of the aisle. If you bump the cart and push it out of the way so you can get through, I've had people yelling, you know. Um, The reason they do things like that is because they're special. They're better than everybody else, you know. So rules of the road, do not stop in the middle of the street, pull over to the side, pull over in a parking place, do your farewells and whatever else you do, and be courteous to the other people. You know, I tell this for, I don't know, I think, oh God, it's been like probably 40 years, I remember when this first came out, you pay taxes for one lane, use it, don't take up all the lanes of traffic. You know, we're going to be uh, signing off here shortly, but I uh, I definitely suggest you go to the uh, uh, website and check us out. Uh, but we're going to give you a lot of, of tips. Today's tip we're going to give you is on um, how to save money on gasoline. Gas prices are back up to $4 a gallon again. The biggest tip I can get, give you is an automobile breathes about 40% of air to one per part of gasoline. Check the air filter. If it needs changing, change it. But here's one of the greatest tips I can give you. Pick up a green USA air filter for your automobile or a uh, KN filter that is reusable. You can actually pull it out of the vehicle, wash it, dry it out, and put it back in. When you have a dirty filter, you're restricting the airflow and you're burning more gas than you are uh, burning uh, gasoline, but more air, more gasoline than air. So definitely change that. Folks, we're coming on to the end of another Chicago History and Automotive Heaven radio show. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. It was a pleasure. I'm Richie Z, and for uh, Talk Zone, again, don't forget to email me with any kind of automotive glitch. If you have an automotive glitch, don't bitch. Email rich at r 
A-U-T-O-M-D at gmail.com. See you again next week, folks. Two Chefs Cafe and Catering, 3 South Center Street, Bensonville, Illinois. Call 630-766-6030. Quality food, cozy atmosphere. Let us cater your next event. Have your next party or event at Two Chefs. Weddings, birthday parties, showers, funeral luncheons. We can accommodate parties from 10 people to 150 in our elegant establishment. Call 630-766-6030. Mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get 15% off. Folks, email me. Let me know what you think of our show, but also I will get you a voucher. I'll email you back a voucher to get 15% off a meal at Two Chefs Cafe and Catering. Magic Video and Television Productions. Complete wedding package includes church ceremony, reception, cake cutting, toast, first dance, and much more. Anniversary, retirement parties, banquets, reunions, any special event. Quality work with digital cameras dedicated to make your event special and memorable. Call 312-450-2750. We capture those treasured moments forever. Dr. James Izzo, DDS, Miles of Smiles Dental Work, General Dentistry. Call 708 983 3670. We're located at 7234 West North Avenue. That's Cameo Towers in Elmwood Park, Illinois. Call our office and mention Chicago History and Automotive Heaven and get a special on teeth bleaching, teeth whitening, folks. Normally it goes for $199. Mention our show and you get it for $89. Call 708 983 3670. Folks, also, you can go to our website and all of our sponsors are listed. Please patronize our sponsors because without them, we will not be on the air.